Hello everyone, Ash from Inspire here. I have the fortune of sitting down with Chris Phillips, who uh, will introduce himself in a second, because he'll do a far better job than I am, than I can. But uh, Chris is a, a business coach extraordinaire um, and a very talented individual, and we, uh, we're lucky to work with him at Inspire. So just to, to get started, Chris, can I get you just to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do? Sure, I've got a business called Grey Matter Solutions and I use brain science to enhance personal and business performance. Neuroscience, brain biology, those sorts of things to improve individuals because I have a firm belief that uh, um, business agility only comes through its people. Very good, very efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now you've worked with Inspire and with a lot of Inspire's members for some time now. Could you just sort of talk talk us through exactly in what capacity you, you sort of worked with Inspire and, um, and how it is and who you've worked with and sort of how that all goes? Yeah, sure. A um, couple of years ago I started working with uh, Wayne and Zach and Sally um, as the business was starting to grow and that really all that was was kicking around ideas uh, for growth and how to handle people and and get the most out of the company and, and of course you can see where it's got to now it's it's absolutely awesome then this year, I, uh, early this year I started working with the leadership team on um, simple things like customer service and customer engagement uh, productivity, how to get the best out of people, uh, how to motivate people, those sorts of things and I've also been working with some of the uh, individuals like yourself Ash uh, on specific stuff about uh, r- running your own business, um, about um, gaining clients, keeping clients, um, keeping people happy and, and getting people to be your biggest advocate because uh, word of mouth marketing is by far the best. Yeah. <coughs> Thank you. Um, now, we had a, a conversation, I had a conversation with Wayne and Luke a while ago both on on this sort of show, on this podcast, I guess, talking about culture and talking about the importance of it and how to create it in a um, in a company and I think I'd love to pick your brain on this because you know I guess company culture comes from its individuals like you just said um, and so ways to sort of build it by the importance of, of having a good company culture can I just get your your thoughts and your comments on that culture is everything it's who we are and it's how we operate really really important and it's an area that we don't necessarily fully understand Everything we do as individuals in a business every day and the people that, um, like myself, that work with a business like Inspire have to reflect the culture of that organisation. Culture builds trust. Clients that have trust in you and and where you're heading and what you're doing will engage with you. And obviously at the end of the day they'll spend money with you because they believe that you're doing the right thing. As far as staff goes, if if staff aren't um, in tune with the values of the organisation or where the organisation's going to head, it, it shows in how they react with other people, in, in the way that they show up or don't show up in the workplace. And honestly, if, if staff aren't in tune with an organisation, they're better off going elsewhere and reinventing themselves. The culture of an organisation can make or break it. It's why people stay. Uh, it's why people, why the best people want to come to uh, to a business. And we see this in Inspire now. They, uh, uh, there's people knocking on the door all the time because there's something, there's that something special about the business that people want to be part of. It's pretty awesome. 
And just in your mind, who you know drives that culture? Obviously, you're just saying it's coming comes from all the constituents of a you know of a group of the company. But is it the response? Is that the responsibility? Sorry, of the CEO? Of is it every single person's responsibility? Who sort of like like where does that come from? I guess if you sort of had to put some structures around company culture. There's two pieces to it. There, there's the initial uh, making of the snowball, if you like, that you you start rolling down the hill and call it culture. Um, that picks up momentum and picks up size uh, as other people join it. So it has to start with the CEO uh, or the business owner. Uh, They have to set the platform and a really good solid foundation of of culture uh, for other people to buy into it. But then it becomes, with each new additional staff member, it becomes their responsibility. Um, and so it, go, it almost goes viral in an organisation when you have a, a really good culture. Uh, so, yeah, at the end of the day, it becomes everybody's responsibility. Um, we often see with culture uh, the bad side of it. When when things go bad, and there's the old saying that the um, fish rots from the head first. When you get a, in a lot of businesses, when you get a change in uh, CEOs you can destroy a culture really, really quickly by a CEO not understanding uh, where the business is heading or or what it should be doing. And that can be really quick, whereas building a good culture is is really quite slow. It's quite an organic process. Um, But uh, it still centres around firstly the CEO, then the senior management team, and then the the people in the organisation. So as more people come on, they understand that this is how we do it around here. Do you think it's an important part of having that functioning culture then, so after you've had that initial push of the snowball, that the the people feel like, or people in the company feel like they have a say or feel like they're a part of it in terms of its direction? Or do you think that always needs to be the province of, of that senior management team or the CEO? It's interesting. The In my experience, the... Um, uh, culture is often um, taken and driven by the, the CEO always and that's the wrong way to go I, I totally agree with you that um, people have to feel as though that they can contribute um, that they're part of it where um, if you look at it from a brain biology point of view we're, we're very tribal in the way that we think we want to fit in we want to be part of something and we can't actually be that if we're not contributing if our, our word isn't being valued, our thoughts aren't being valued. And that's actually part of culture. If you've got an organisation that allows that to happen, it inevitab- inevitably builds a, an awesome culture. It really works well. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you. That's, um, that's really good. The, uh, the other thing I want to talk to you about is that all the people we've had in here so far on this um on this podcast have all been inspire employees talking about inspire um and obviously i, I want to get an opinion to sort of outside of inspire and please be absolutely candid and honest as i'm sure you will be i'm not going to suddenly turn the <laughs> turn the recorder off <laughs> but can you tell me what is it about inspire that makes it distinct um both in terms of the good stuff but also you know stuff that might be a bit uglier because it's not all you know i know it's, it's everything's not always perfect but just things that sort of make inspire distinct from your perspective outside outside the company and as someone who's managed so many businesses and worked through so many businesses successfully Sure. Inspire's strengths are sometimes its weaknesses. So when, when we talk about good and bad, um, the, it, it can be both. So 
One of the great things that I think that Inspire does is invest in its people and offers its people um, real-time learning opportunities in such a diverse way, you know, from me as a business coach um, through to actually really practical stuff um, so that they do their job better. Um, Secondly, um, an outstanding piece for me is that the whole team are young professionals. Uh, There's um, a lot, if not um, majority of people are fresh out of uni uh, and what that does is is gives a real energy to the organisation that you don't necessarily often see. Um, There's no one truly jaded in the business. Um, Except maybe Zach. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, true. Actually, there's one person... No, anyway. Um, but there's also a belief in the business that um, uh, it's almost a given that uh, the business is going to do well through helping people. And and that's all pretty awesome. But as I say, that can be the weaknesses. Um, uh, investing in the people takes time away from earning money and actually costs money. So as an overhead from a, a business point of view, uh, that's, that can be quite significant. The whole team as young professionals presents its own set of problems um, because you, you have less of the real world experience in the business. So, so things that um, can be settled down or calmed down very easily with an older head, um, there's often not the older head there to do it. Uh, so, so things can get uh, a bit pear-shaped mentally at times just through inexperience. Um, having uh, absolute belief in, in what you do can, can create a bubble where you, um, you're not actually seeing what's happening outside and therefore you, you, you're not as agile as you, you should be because you believe that your world is the world. Um, and that energy... When the energy's not there, it's really noticeable and the place can be really flat and your customers see that, that as well. So strengths and, and you know, can be weaknesses. Good things can be bad things. Uh, there's the two, two sides of it that just need to be managed. Yeah, OK. Um, no, OK, very interesting. The, with what you're talking about with that, the strength of that belief, because I, I you know, totally agree as a part of the organisation, I think... You know, the people in here really want to help other people and get a real thrill from it and a lot of the guys aren't, aren't too worried about money and obviously you know you want to get money for your service but it's money isn't the driving thing it's the it's the fact that you can actually you know change people's lives but with that that youth and that energy and with that passion for you know creating change and creating effect and being in a bubble almost as you said it do you think that it's it's easy to fall into the trap of becoming arrogant or letting your ego come into into play in terms of your professionalism? There's, a, there's certainly a risk. Um, it's, a, uh, it's almost a naive ego. It's, you don't know what you don't know, and, and that then can look like um, you've, you've become egocentric about what, what you're doing. Um, I haven't seen that here, and, and I've got a, a son that uses the service. Uh, you, uh, uses lots of people in here um, as, as an athlete. What he finds is it's a family, uh, and it, it's a close knit family, and and he calls it his um, uh, his brothers and sisters that he can, comes to get advice from, uh, and yes, they're professionals too. So for a sixteen year old to be able to say something like that, 
shows me that there isn't an ego problem uh, within it. it. It's being very well balanced. From an outside point of view, the um, the runs the business runs the risk of other people seeing the businesses as being arrogant because the uh, the business is making such inroads in into the industry mm. itself. So you can end up with some negative press, if you like, from people that um, want to know the formula but haven't <laughs> got it. Right. So um, uh, from that point of view. Uh, I can't be naive enough to suggest that um, there's not a, a, uh, a perception of, of it being egocentric. Um, but my, the, my reality is that we haven't found it uh, inside. Once people know ha- how the business operates, it's just not there. Okay. It's really cool. Excellent. Um, no, that's great. Thanks, Chris. The, I reckon I'm really enjoying this, so let's just push this out a fraction longer. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to ask, and this is a bit more general, but given your wealth of experience, I'd feel moronic not tapping into it at least. Um, in a more general sense, critical success factors for businesses. Uh, you know, there are so many business owners out there. What are the things, and you've coached them and you know, had your own, how many of your own businesses have you had? Um, quite honestly, I've, I've had six startups of my own and I've, I've worked for locals and state governments and so on over a long career. What I've found is that you have to be particularly arsy to succeed in business. <laughs> and yes, arsy is an acronym. <laughs> you need agility in your business. You need to be able to roll with the punches and um, do predictive modelling on, on what's going to happen next so that you stay ahead, or at least with the game. You've got to be hugely resilient um, because things aren't always going to go right. Uh, and teaching resilience uh, comes from from, te- uh, from an individual. It comes from self. Uh, and so, if you're you're a bit um, uh, prone to uh, getting affected by criticism, forget going into business. <laughs> it's just no point. You've got to have good strategy. Uh, and yes, we can teach strategy. That's forward planning. Um, one of our failings, uh, thanks to our brains, is that we. We have a real trouble in long-term planning. Uh, we start talking in five-year terms and, and it gets all a bit hazy because um, the reality is that we do all our forward planning based on old thinking, on what's happened to us before. So it becomes really hard, but you've got to have good strategy. Um, you've got to execute. You've got to do it. If you say you're going to do it, you do it. Uh, as simple as that. Um, and you've got to measure that. Uh, to to ensure that you've um, um, you've achieved what you said set out to do, and above all, the last E in RC is enjoyment. Um, lots of people start a business um, because they love doing what they're doing, and then find all these bits that they have to do, you know, the accounting, the payroll, the Tax. Uh, all that stuff, uh, and suddenly lose. Uh, the enjoyment around um, uh, getting up every morning. You've got to try and maintain that. Uh, and my key for that is is much the same as what Inspire's doing, is put the right people around you. Uh, it's And you do the bits you're good at. And let, just let someone else do the bits that you aren't. So, yeah, when I'm, I'm business coaching, uh, my program is, is built around being arsy. And... 
um, it um, uh, it depends on where a business is at is to as to which of those elements is the most important. Okay. Do you ever get sick of saying being successful in business is just being arsy to people? Um, no, I don't, because <laughs> it, it always gets the reaction that I got from you. Um, but it um, it resonates. Yeah. It, it, it is true because because we look at other businesses, and I'm sure there's businesses looking at Inspire at the moment and going, "How have they done this? What you know? What piece of good luck or what piece of ass have they um, uh, they succeeded in to get to where where they're getting to?" But there's the fundamentals that are behind that. Um, you got to have a bit of fun, yeah. you know. Yeah. Excellent. Chris, that's been fantastic. Thank you. Um, we probably need to wrap it up now, but that was a brilliant insight into, well, I guess an external insight into Inspire and also into general business success. So thanks so much for um, coming on and hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again in the future. Pleasure. Thank you.